Hello and welcome back to the Have Not Room. Uh, I am uh, Ben and I'm here joined with my co-hosts Chad and Brian to talk about another wild week in the Big Brother 22, Big Brother All-Stars house. How are you guys doing? How's it going, Chad? How how are you enjoying this uh, week two of uh, the season so far? So far, um, so Memphis. It is very strange. (laughs) I feel like someone from Blue Mountain State won HOH (laughs) and is very power hungry right now. So um, that's where I'm at, man. This is, I mean, we're at the grown-ups table. We might as well change the name of the podcast. Uh, I know. If only only we had known... (laughs) beforehand grown-ups tables <laughs> great name mm-hmm. yeah memphis does look kind of just like every you know standard uh movie villain from every like cheesy mm-hmm. like 80s movie so yeah. yeah instead of a giant scarf he just needs like a sweater wrapped around oh yeah <laughs> it'd be perfect yeah. an ascot yeah what do you think about this week so far brian and uh, memphis's uh, hoh itis the start of the crumbling of the majority alliance i think structure. uh maybe unfairly i thought memphis was a better player but because of dan um but it turns out without dan which is something we see with a lot of these duos in um various all-star seasons be it survivor or big brother you know there's one who's you know, get a strategy, and there's another who, every time they play, they just keep doing dumber shit, like JT from Survivor, for instance, um, or Memphis in this season. I mean, you know, t- to be fair, uh, Stephen Fishback's Cambodia uh, <laughs> wasn't the, the absolute greatest. Yeah, that's true. Those, I guess that was more of a symbiotic relationship. Right. I think um, a lot of these relationships are, uh, are symbiotic at least mm-hmm. partially. I think that, you know, Derek Cody is probably somewhere from the 60-40 to 70-30 range. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Dan Memphis, I definitely think it's, it's like 95-5. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Dan needed a warm body to <laughs> sit in the chair next to him to demolish at oh, the yeah. end of yeah. the game. But, I mean, are you surprised by this heel turn of memphis he seemed like a pretty chill guy at first this season uh but he is he is not chill i'm not surprised not surprised <laughs> at all not really <laughs> oh man yeah I, I mean i said right after he won uh hoh i texted you guys i said this is gonna be uh memphis's hoh itis and then it's gonna be the start of the crumbling of the majority alliance and that's what we're seeing right now is called it you called yeah. it I guess we should thank Memphis because, like, ever since BB16, we've just had this, like, new meta of, like, Mm -hmm. build out a big alliance and then work down, which Mm -hmm. sucks to watch a lot. And I blame, like, a lot of times on feeds, uh, newer season players will, like, talk, oh, they showed us these seasons. I feel like very often since BB16, I've heard that they've been shown BB16 and Sequester. Please stop doing that. We don't need we don't need yeah. this anymore. No more bomb squads, dude. No, I mean, granted, this is having a similar, you know, second week week hoh as the bomb squad had, uh, and Devin just spectacularly blowing up everything, including his oh, yeah. game. But uh, hopefully, there's no one of a Derek level to, 
you know, bring everything back together, though. Yeah. I mean, the the worst case scenario would be this kind of majority alliance doing what the Bomb Squad did, which is just kind of like carefully carving out the like, you know, small cancerous part of the alliance, which is Memphis, and then just going on as mm-hmm. usual with the mm-hmm. rest of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. It's still de- very up in the air. The alliance is definitely not collapsed yet, but not only just Memphis. There, are, there have been a number of other people who have uh, started to try and help that along uh, this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, first of all, before you know, we kind of buried the lead coming in uh, mm-hmm. talking about Memphis's HOH. Uh, we uh, we have yet to eulogize fully uh, Keisha Smith, the first boot of the season. Yeah, uh, it sucks. Um, I think we all had high hopes for her coming into the season mm-hmm. in our preview podcast, and I don't know, man. That just didn't seem like the same person. I know she's older, but damn, she she gave us nothing. No, I felt like she was just there to get the 40K and split. Like, mm-hmm. wasn't the same person. She didn't have the same drive. Not enough yelling from Keisha this year. Maybe because her birthday already passed, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's just, like, part of a an all-star thing where it's, like, they go in knowing, you know, kind of how the BB community works and how their various fights are, you know, reacted to. But it seems like everyone's so hesitant to be in conflict with each other. That's not what we wanted. We wanted the fights. We wanted the excitement, you know? No, I was almost, like, hyped to hear Memphis be like, oh, grown up stable. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, little little fire. Granted, it was kind of, uh, you know, not so – was frowned upon, but whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's David. Like, come on. You're going to crap on David of all people in the house. I know. Like, come <laughs> on. Like, <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah, Ben, you're the probably the foremost BB expert on the show. What are your final thoughts if this is the last time we ever see Keisha uh, on her? Sure. Yeah, I know that there's been speculation about uh, a uh, buyback happening. It doesn't seem like Keisha's been sequestered away from information. Uh, Mm. So that doesn't seem like we're going to see Keisha back, at least in this season. And Mm. I doubt that the producers are going to be jumping over themselves to get her back (laughs) in the following season, given her performance here and the fact that she seems to have been an alternate for this season to begin with. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, I was, yeah, just same as you guys, I was disappointed. Um, I think that, you know, a lot of it kind of came down to it wasn't somehow clear to her that she was like as deep into a hole as she was. Um, where I, d- I definitely think that there was a way for her to at least try a little harder than she did. Um, maybe like create some chaos and blow some things up. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like it can't hurt, right? You can't, you can't like get evicted, you know, doubly, right? If you get, if you're gonna get getting evicted, right? Anything you do is like theoretically going to at least keep you. Uh, the same if not improve your game so yeah i was definitely not super pleased that it seemed like janelle and caser were uh working way harder mm-hmm. to uh to try and keep her in the house than she was uh potentially a little bit of a pattern here for the season <laughs> <laughs> there was a uh, even a moment where i think janelle said to caser she was just like no I, we can't do this anymore <laughs> like we ha- if she's not gonna fight for herself like it's over yeah. mm-hmm. and um i mean can't blame them 
Uh, as much as we love that duo, it just seems like they are unlucky with who they want to work with this season, as we'll get into um, later in this episode. But yeah, I mean, it's a disappointing disappointing thing. We'll see about a buyback. I don't know. I haven't really been paying attention to her Twitter. I don't know if she's active on it. Um, when she got out of the house, she had a pretty chippy tweet that was like, where... I think well, you sent it to the our group chat. You're like, where was this girl in the game? That's the thing. I think that it seems from her exit interviews that that was not actually her. Oh, you know, okay. For some reason, whoever was running her social media was pretending to be her. I guess probably to give the fans like some taste of what they expected from Keisha coming into mm-hmm. the house. Uh, even I, heard a, fake. Yeah, I heard a rumor that she was told she's not going home till like September. So I don't know the validity of that, but I mean, that stands to reason there might be a buyback maybe yeah. after like four boots, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Like I heard it. I don't have a source or anything. I know but... Jan- Janelle supposedly talks to the producers about like, you know, if I get evicted early, am I just going to go straight home or am I going to get like stuck in sequester again? And they were like, you know, you'll probably end up in sequester until mid-September, which is mm-hmm. causing yeah. people to speculate. Um, but I think that's seems, what I heard too. It does seem like Keisha, like, you know, ran the full exit interview gamut um, with like, you know, not really any kind of, uh, you know, people looking out for, you know, the interviewers mm-hmm. potentially tipping her off about information that she shouldn't have if she was to return to the game. So that yeah. doesn't seem particularly, uh, you know. Yeah, because remind me, eighteen nineteen, we didn't hear from the evicted house guests right until Correct. after the battle back. Okay, yeah. So yeah, it doesn't look like maybe that was just like you're gonna be sequestered until we are a hundred percent sure you didn't get COVID on the show, right? So that we don't send you back to your family and get people sick. Exactly, I Could think that it. is a more likely scenario at this point. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, so if, if like Keisha doesn't come back if there's no buyback or anything like that. You know, I'm not like too upset other than the fact that obviously somebody coming back into the game is likely going to be somebody to bolster the minority alliance at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that Keisha added as much as we would have hoped. So yeah, probably probably just move on to uh, week two here. The <laughs> Memphis we have to Keisha. say about that, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So at the end of the episode, in fact, most of the episode, we spent like 20 minutes talking about game stuff. They got to the eviction real quick, got it over with, and then we got into the HOH for like the entire second half of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had like a memory competition uh, based off of uh, Zoom. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely something that a lot of people uh, thought as a possibility for her competition theme. It's this, this kind of... Season seems to loosely be like you know, twenty twenty themed. I guess I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I uh, yeah, I guess it was an interesting challenge. The uh, you always run the risk of like being really cheesy and dumb when you do like over the top costume stuff like this. So I guess kudos for them for going for it because they went for it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Whether whether or not it landed. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. It's like an old, what was that? It's like an old Shane Dawson video. 
Like, honestly, the grandma yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. The only thing we're missing is blackface. And that. Oh, luckily, <laughs> luckily, we didn't get that. Yeah, luckily, uh, our boy uh, Big Dick Johnson uh, mm-hmm. didn't uh, didn't do that. Oh man! But yeah, so so Memphis won. Um, I think Kaiser went out second, like almost immediately. I think is... he. All, I think they both went out the same round, the first round. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> um. Not great. Not no, not at all. So uh, yeah, Memphis. Memphis won HOH, mm-hmm. and immediately became a huge dick. Is that accurate? Mm-hmm. Accurate, accurate reporting. That's week two. <laughs> I feel I feel I bad for so. Dan having to stand Memphis on Twitter. Yeah, oh, definitely sorry. becoming, uh, especially with Memphis's multiple callouts of uh, of Dan in the Sunday episode as being mm-hmm. like his uh, his god idol, and you know, I'm playing this game for Dan. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that definitely, you know, you know, it's not. Probably not the um, the most uh, <laughs> encouraging thing for Dan to be uh, yeah. seeing. Yeah, I mean, his whole thing was like, I need to get Ian out for Dan. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like, you know, it's one of the, that meme with uh, Don Draper. It's like, I feel bad for you. And Dan's like, I don't think about you at all. Ian. <laughs> you know, <laughs> as much as I love Ian, I don't think Dan's sweating his lots too much. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I mean, come on. <laughs> well, maybe Memphis is like, oh man, Dan beat me. What was it seven to nothing? Like, and mm-hmm. Ian beat Dan, so Ian must be even yeah. better than Dan. Yeah, I think that might be more likely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. and like clearly, Dan did help Memphis Memphis prepare for the season in the mm-hmm. like week week and a half he had leading up to uh, being sequestered, mm-hmm. um, and. It just seems like a bizarre, kind of self-serving thing for uh, for Dan to do. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you know we haven't seen instances of Dan being self-serving within the game of Big Brother, mm. um, but it just seems kind of wild for him to like prioritize embarrassing Ian over helping his friend, like <laughs> try and like you know make both of them look good because like if mm. Memphis looks good. And Dan will then look even even better in yeah. comparison, right? So, what do we think of Memphis' ideal alliance setup? Uh, like, we're in an alliance; we don't talk to each other. Um, That's what we saw primarily on. Um, um, other than like, because we didn't really see any Keisha and Kevin um, trying to save themselves, because for mm. the most part, they didn't do a very good job of that. Uh, so, at the start of the Thursday episode, we actually saw primarily Memphis forming this kind of telephone alliance that still has yet to have a solidified name. Hmm. Um, yeah. What do you think about the idea of forming an alliance via uh, just each, you going to each person and saying, hey, is this an alliance you would be interested in and never actually really coming together? It sounds very secure. It sounds like, no, they're going to stay loyal 100%. No one's going to turn on each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's obviously sarcasm, but... Yeah, it's, um, yeah. <laughs> I feel like, it's, like, Memphis, like, made this alliance, is like, everyone's locked in, and they're just like, wait, who else was in this alliance? I don't, mm-hmm. it's not really that important to me, because we've never been in the same room altogether. But, uh, it's even worse, because 
after Memphis won HOH, she's like, okay, gotta not tell anyone my plans now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he at least, you know, had a reason for it that, like, sort of made sense. It wasn't, like, the full Cody Nixon, uh, mm-hmm. where he just, like, didn't really have a reason to not tell his alliance things. He had uh, a strategic reason to try and get as many people to burn their uh, passes as possible so he would have a more open shot next week. Mm. Uh, which makes sense on paper, but his execution is just not good. <laughs> it was atrocious. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just so bad because, like, it, he has people in, in alliance with him. So, like, you have to reassure mm-hmm. some of them at least. Um I know he wanted to be like, oh, some of us should play, so there's not a, you know, hint that we're working together. But what a mess! Yeah, what a what a mess in Nicole deciding not to play. Yeah, oh, you, want, you want to talk about that before or after talking about Christmas saving Ian and the reaction to that? All right, so we see Ian in Christmas make like a half like hearted deal. I don't know. It was just like, hey, we'll protect each other. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, tight. And then Christmas actually went through with it. What, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, first of all, that's definitely not a scene that would have been in the episode if it didn't, you know, no. pan out immediately. So it, it's kind of telegraphed a little bit to the people who didn't already know that it was likely that it was going to matter. Yeah, um, I was like, oh, shit, we've never shown these two talking to each other yeah. in any other part of any episode, so... We have to throw this in here. This is not going to make sense. Yeah, I mean, even I mean, with that, just, it would make sense. I mean, is that just like a, you know, like a mistake in this telephone alliance that Christmas and Memphis are supposedly in, where, like, Memphis obviously wants Ian, and then Christmas goes, oh, I'm going to save Ian. It's like, I thought you were in this alliance. Like, clearly yeah, that well, failed. Can't so, like, blame Christmas. Like she didn't know. Exactly. <laughs> no one told her. <laughs> Yeah, which I had a lot of issues with Memphis being like bitchy about it. Yeah, for sure. Like, definitely, she wouldn't have done this if you just told her. I don't. I know she would have cared. Yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't like she would have you know been you know all like uh, high and mighty about it if you said you know please don't save Ian. I'm thinking about targeting him. If you just said that to her, she wouldn't have saved Ian, and you wouldn't be in this in this uh, you know this kerfuffle. But. Uh, that's just kind of how Memphis plays, right? He um, he digs himself a hole when he blames everyone else for the hole that he's in. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just felt bad for Christmas. She was like, yeah, good, you know, we saved Ian. Nice. And I was just like, I hate you so fucking much. She's like, all right, cool, cool. <laughs> I, love, I loved him just saying to her that, I'm not mad, but it's like you can visibly see on his face how he's like, so angry. Yeah, how angry he is. <laughs> it's like this I'm is your fault. It. Some oh, BB10 man. rage coming out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so yeah, Ian safe. Yes, I'm so happy. This is great. Screw you, Memphis. <laughs> Can't touch my boy. <laughs> um, but yeah, not great for for David and. Nicole A though. Yeah. I mean uh, definitely was another uh pair of people that Memphis was considering putting up. Mm. Uh and he decided to go with what he considers the safe route, which mm-hmm. is technically the safe route. It's not mm. really pissing off anybody that matters. Mm. Um and you know, he can if he were to play this week correctly, 
it would be a way for him to get out of it relatively unscathed. Yeah, I mean, uh, in theory, I get the logic, right? He could have just been like, hey, listen, you two are the two newest players. You played last season. I don't know you that well. Like, we haven't really formed an alliance. So mm-hmm. I'm sorry. But but the way he did it, that was not nice. Yeah. No, it was just so, like, arrogant of him. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I don't know. We, for week two, I mean, it was entertaining to watch, obviously. But, I mean, I don't think there's a person out there thinking, like, this guy's a, not, you know, this guy's a douche. Like, everyone's thinking <laughs> that. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think, it's... do you guys think if Ian, let's say Christmas picks, like, Janelle, um, mm-hmm. do you guys think Ian goes up next to Yeah. Bole? I think he yeah. probably gets nominated. Yeah, I think it's definitely it's definitely much more of a conversation. Um, I think it probably comes down to whether uh, Nicole Franzel could get Cody on board to not do that, and then Cody could get Memphis on board to not do that. Mm-hmm. And it seemed at first, before the safety suite, like that could be the case, um, where... Uh, you know, Memphis seemed like he was kind of getting off of the idea of putting Ian up. And then it seemed like after Ian was saved, Memphis got really, really on board with the idea that, like, he actually wanted to get Ian out. And this was a huge, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, like a blow to him. And, like, uh, you know, this was definitely his plan when it really wasn't necessarily 100% locked in as his plan. Just want what you can't have, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's like a child. Yeah, <laughs> Christmas is playing hard to get, right? Mm-hmm. Hard, hard to get Ian out. Yeah, hard to get Ian out. Yeah, oh, what could have been? <laughs> so yeah, I mean, they telegraphed it uh, pretty hard that Nicole should have played. Oh yeah, in that safety mm-hmm. suite, um, they had like three separate diary rooms of her being like, "Should I play? Should I not play?" Mm-hmm. Turns out she should have played. Would she have beaten Christmas's time? No, probably not. That was not. a beastly run. Mm-hmm. Like one yeah. minute, 38 seconds. Jesus Christ. That's the Christmas we all like thought we were getting in BB-19 before mm-hmm. she got hurt, you know? Mm-hmm. Like she's just, you know, a stud. No other way Does to that give it. us? Yeah. Does that give us a little hope for her this season? Um, I think for comps, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if she has the strategic acumen to go far. I think Paul uh, definitely played yeah. a lot of her game for her. Sure, yeah. I will say her positioning right now is very, very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether or not that's intentional on her part, or it's just kind of incidental to like where she landed within the social structure of the house, is up for debate. Mm-hmm. And whether she can utilize it to actually uh, like accomplish anything is also you know very to be determined. But I definitely think Christmas is probably an average to above average player on the season right now. Mm-hmm. I will say um, she's in that sweet spot of an all-star season where it's like not big enough threat to target right away, you know? Mm-hmm. So maybe she can go far, but also not bad enough a player to not want to work with, mm-hmm. you know? Maybe like mm-hmm. a, uh, this might be a completely bad disservice, but Sarah Lucina coming into Game Changers was kind of in a similar, you know, spot. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she was able to seize the opportunity and win the game. We'll we'll see. 
if Christmas can, you know, turn it on. But, I mean, right now, this is not the time to be making waves. This is not the time to be winning HOH or comps, in my opinion. It's all about just making, you know, social bonds and waiting till the jury, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. Is there still a curse that the second HOH has never won the game? Yes. I mean, there's also the first one in Curse, and Christmas was mm. also the first one in. All right. <laughs> Sorry, Christmas. Oh. I tried. I, that was the best I had. <laughs> you know, maybe, you know she, she, uh, she, broke the, she broke her foot. Maybe she can break the curse. <laughs> <laughs> hey, celebrity Big Brother. I'm pretty sure it didn't Tabar come in the house yeah, first. Tabar didn't come first, yes. Yeah. But yeah. a lot of people <laughs> still maintain it because it's not like the real. Yeah, right. You know, normal Big Brother suit. Uh, Fair yeah. enough. You know, I mean, the curses are just like patterns that happen to be true until they're not, right? Mm. So. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. Of course. Yeah, so <laughs> David obviously uh, had his feelings hurt. Nicole was not thrilled about being on the block. But other than just like them, the nomination speech specifically really seemed to rub people the wrong way. Is that fair to say? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people were kind of in the realm of like, yeah. I mean, like we all kind of were fine with Nicole and David going up. You don't have to be such a dick about it. <laughs> oh man! I mean, that just makes him so cuttable from that like mm-hmm. big alliance. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just looking at these and the core four with you know Cody, Enzo, Danny, Nicole. I mean, they're in. They're all in this unnamed telephone alliance too so right. how easy would it be to cut memphis out let's say if like ian or david or someone you know, kind of on the outs wins like mm-hmm. i would be like oh look at memphis don't look at me like mm-hmm. well, so. yeah, especially right now if david can stay in and then win an hoh like he has all the reasons in the oh, world yeah. to target oh, yeah. memphis and no one's gonna push back on that um i don't think a janelle or Kesar would be know too distraught over having memphis go home during their hoh either i think it's a win for them yeah i mean certainly memphis did them a solid this week by not nominating them and sticking to the old school um but ben how strong is that in the house right now i mean they voted keisha out first so i don't (laughs) what the memphis and janelle and caser alliance well just just like the old school you know thing i mean Memphis is not really loyal at all to them. Uh, like he didn't put them up this week um, because he knows that they wouldn't immediately go after him. Right now, Janelle would put up Franzel and Cody, or Franzel and Tyler and backdoor Cody, mm. and uh, Kaser would put up Enzo and Tyler and backdoor Cody. Um, <laughs> so right now... The um, targets are mostly on Franzel and Cody for the two of them mm-hmm. and off of Memphis. And obviously these people are in the alliance with um, with Memphis, but he yeah. has openly stated throughout the week to basically to their face that he's not like, you know, super upset if uh, <laughs> he's not upset enough to like actually take a shot at Janelle and Kaser for them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you know, if it, yeah. <laughs> They, they've kind of got you clocked, but I mean, they have you clocked. They're mm-hmm. fine with me. 
So yeah, you know, better you than me, I guess. Yeah, so that's definitely a, a way to continue to curry favor with the <laughs> lines that you've built. Um, to just like be very openly okay with them getting targeted as long as you're personally safe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I kind of mentioned this that I just don't. I don't think Memphis really understands the purpose of an alliance, at least in like the Big <laughs> Brother perspective. Right. Right. Like he never really had a real solid alliance in uh, BB10 outside of the Renegades. Mm-hmm. Like there was no like big alliance he was in. There was mm-hmm. just kind of like pockets of people that him and Dan would intermittently work with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of how he expects and wants to play. Um, mm-hmm. But that's not how modern Big Brother works, mm-hmm. and that's not how like modern six-person alliances function. <laughs> you can't just like. You know, be like, oh, I'm not putting you up. That's that's the extent of my loyalty to the alliance is not nominating you. Um, this is like alliances are made to serve my purpose, and then yeah. if it doesn't fit mm-hmm. my purpose anymore, I don't have to do anything for them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Smart, I guess. <laughs> that's good. I mean, you can have that point of view. You just maybe shouldn't say it to your alliance members. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Anyone um, but me, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, want to talk a little bit about the veto competition? Sure. Uh, coming in to this veto competition, uh, there were potentially two backdoor plans that were in place, or not really in place, but they were mm. being pushed or discussed, however likely it was for either of them to be uh, uh, effectively. Uh, happening, hmm. where we had Janelle, who is obviously very close with Nicole A. She's not particularly uh, like the closest with David, but she would still prefer David to stay. And she also is bad. very could have could have fooled Nicole, right? But they're very close. Uh, that's I'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, so she is looking to try and convince Memphis to backdoor. Nicole Franzel here. Mm. So she goes up to the HOH room. They hang out for a couple of hours. They, you know, have a a bottle of wine together. Janelle tries to get him to do this and in the process Mm. spills an enormous amount of game information that she should not be spilling (laughs) to Memphis. Um, Key of which is that she and Kaser are starting to catch on to uh, this foursome that they're noticing uh, hanging out a lot in the house of Tyler, Cody, Franzel, and Danny, which mm. is four out of the six of Memphis's alliance. Mm. And the four that Memphis will then go on to be like, okay, you know, we should go after them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Friendship ended. <laughs> yeah. It's, not, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's only four of the six, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that wasn't great. Um, and the other backdoor alliance that was potentially in play was to backdoor either Janelle or Kaser, mm-hmm. which once Memphis passed this information back to Cody and the rest of the alliance via mm-hmm. Cody and Franzel, uh, Cody was like, okay, well, we have to backdoor Janelle then. <laughs> he, Cody wanted specifically to backdoor Kaser. He finds Kaser to be more of a threat of the pair. Mm-hmm. Cody then went to Tyler, Danny, Franzel, filled them all in. The three of them all would preferred target Janelle of the pair hmm. uh, and so Cody was like okay fine and so they went up approached Memphis they were like 
you know, we should backdoor Janelle here. They are coming after us. <laughs> and my post was like, eh, I'm not really <laughs> feeling it. Yeah, it was fine, though. So, yeah. Not coming after me, so I don't care. <laughs> so that's where we were headed going into the veto competition. Do you guys have any uh, thoughts on <laughs> all, all that kind of wildness that we started to see? I mean, I respect Janelle trying to make moves, but yeah. um, it's unfortunate that she didn't put together the six. Um, I don't know how easy that would have been with the telephone strategy, but yeah, it sucks. And then obviously Cody wanting to retaliate, that makes perfect sense, you know? No mm-hmm. harm, no foul there. But uh, yeah, I guess the biggest thing going into this veto was tyler got drawn for another veto competition which people were pointing out he's like been drawn for like 12 of 16 or something ridiculous tyler and ian both have been drawn for both of the veto comps um the first time the first week it was house kiss choice and kevin picked enzo Hmm. and this time the third person who was playing was i believe nicole franzel I don't think there was a house guest choice this Does week. Um, and so, do we know what kind of competition this was? Yes. The competition, to my knowledge, was some kind of uh, upper body strength, grip strength, endurance competition. Okay. Um, so I'm imagining something kind of like what we saw in Big Brother Canada 5 during the backwards week HOH, where they were like holding on to a bar and spinning around on like a... Uh, carousel kind of thing, mm-hmm. something to that effect. I, I, they were they weren't really super specific beyond that, mm-hmm. um, but we do know that both of the Nicoles, who were the two women competing, were mm-hmm. out within like thirty seconds. Oh, well, uh, damn! <laughs> so it was definitely uh, a competition that uh, heavily favored the men and heavily favored mm-hmm. people who had like a lot of upper body and grip strength. Yeah, and as we know, Memphis Loki jacked. Yeah, <laughs> he really is. Like... <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. he's always covered up in those eight layers of clothes because he's so cold. But yeah. he's jacked, so he won. Cool. Unfortunately, go figure. Yeah, yeah. So with Memphis in complete control of the week, um, Ben, what did he end up doing? So earlier today on Monday, he. Uh, Went through with his uh, plan to not do a backdoor on week two, which is kind of an unwritten rule that he's been saying over and over mm-hmm. again, with really no actual mm-hmm. reasoning behind it, other than, you know, it's week two, I'm not going to mm-hmm. backdoor somebody. He's like, okay, but why? You know, this, for anyone who goes on the show, if they're... In week two, not HOH. You just got to remind the HOH that it's an unwritten rule. Oh. You know, week two, you, you can't backdoor people. You yeah, know, the audience will be so we'll mad. <laughs> Memphis will be pissed. You're not on the ballot for America's favorite play if you do it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's a curse. <laughs> I think actually. Yeah, it's actually a curse. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So, yep, Nicole, Anthony, and David remain on the block, and one of them come Thursday night will be the second player evicted from Big Brother All Stars. Mm-hmm. Do we know? I was which gonna side say too, leaning? like, what was that? Do we know which side they're leaning? Because I feel like it's Nicole A. It is Nicole. Know. Nicole yeah. A is pretty much dead oh, in the water. 
Um, but yeah, we can get into that. Um, we can kind of get into like kind of litigating some of the drama that's been happening this week outside mm-hmm. of the uh, Janelle and Kaser spilling information to Memphis. Because while that was going on, there was additional information that Nicole A was spilling to Danny. <laughs> All right, yeah, take yeah. us away, Ben. So while your Janelle, guide through this misery. <laughs> yeah. This is, there's not a lot of good news coming out of this week, yeah. other than I guess that the there is crumbling with the alliance and with the right HOH next week. It could completely fall apart. Um so while and I mean while, like literally at the exact same time as Janelle being upstairs in HOH, talking mm-hmm. to Memphis, trying to get him to commit to potentially backdooring Franzel, trying to put work in to get him to at least be on board with pushing for Nicole A to be saved. Uh, Nicole A is having a bit of a, a breakdown in the showman's room with Kevin and eventually Danny, who comes in to comfort her. Um, and Kevin has been the source of a lot of the issues this week and last oh. week as well. Uh, in ben, terms that's of, your guy. Yeah, he's, you know, he's uh, technically, yes. I, I made a horrible mistake. Um, <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, it's very embarrassing. Um, it happens. Yeah. yeah. At least he's making it further than Ovi last season, right? I, sure. I, I wish he wasn't. <laughs> Is Ben cursed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, if any of us play Big Brother, please do not make us your pick. Yeah, to win BB18. Okay, me and like eighty percent of people pick Nicole Franzel <laughs> to win BB18. Safe oh, bet. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not good. So Kevin, <laughs> there, there. Are, going back to week one, a lot of Kevin's reads have been derived from first of all just being completely socially. Uh, ostracized from the house. Pretty much the mm-hmm. only people he talks to are Nicole A and Devon, uh, who also have had pretty terrible reads for the most part this season. Um, and <laughs> Devon's getting better. Devon's getting better. But good. Um, mostly because she's been talking to Kevin Luss. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Oof. And um, the other thing is because a lot of Kevin's thoughts are built very kind of egocentrically around uh like what like who was and wasn't fighting for him to stay last week mm-hmm. and because janelle and caser were fighting for keisha to stay and for him to go the previous week uh he is building a lot of his uh views on janelle and caser and on the house in general around them being these kind of like you know schemey masterminds Oh, uh, which begs the question, like, if they were, you know, such scheming masterminds who are, like, in in with the power structure, then, like, why didn't they get their way and have him evicted last week? But I digress. <laughs> um, so that's just kind of setting the table that, like, all of Kevin's reads, for the most part, have been incorrect. And a lot of the reason that Nicole A's reads have been incorrect is because she's, like, trusting Kevin more than anyone else at this point, and so she's mm. believing what he says. And, like, he's not lying to her, he's just wrong, right? So it's not like right. she's incorrect for trusting him, she's mm. just incorrect for believing that he knows what he's talking about. Uh, so <laughs> now that that stage is set, 
in the uh, room, the showman's room, with Nicole Anthony, Kevin, and Danny, while Nicole Anthony's having a breakdown because she thinks that, or she thought that Janelle and Kaser have had her back, which they did, uh, and because they had claimed that they were close to Memphis, her read is that Janelle and Kaser sold her out to Memphis, and that's the reason that she's on the block, instead of the fact that Memphis isn't actually with Janelle and Kaser for real, and he's just kind of playing them. Right. Um, so she is divulging this information to Danny, uh, along with a number of other pieces of information uh, about Janelle and Kaser's game, uh, while Kevin is there egging her on and saying that, you know, Janelle is like a, a spider sucking information out of uh, Nicole, and that Nicole is just, you know, an easy target because she's so uh, emotionally vulnerable. While she's being emotionally vulnerable to Danny, and Danny is sucking information out of her that she's about to take back to her alliance. So very ironic, really. <laughs> good on Danny, I guess. Yeah, this is the one good thing Danny did this week. Oh man, <laughs> um, which we'll get to as well. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you what do you guys think about, about where we are right now in terms of uh, the the state of this kind of underdog crew not really having any of their pieces in place at all? I mean, they're just fighting from the bottom against this. I mean, like huge alliance that has no name and no structure. Um, I mean, it kind of feels like old school versus new school to some degree. Um, but, I mean, I think if Memphis doesn't win this week and it's like an Ian or someone kind of in the middle, it's a totally different story. But because Cody and Memphis won back-to-back and they immediately bonded, and they, you know we have the commission now, um, I think it's just more of the same of last week. Someone's been watching but, the Umbrella Academy and sequester. We talked about it a lot, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. The commission's a big part of the Umbrella Academy. Oh, my God. Also, a really great show. I highly recommend. Make a podcast about it. (laughs) Maybe one day. Just kidding. (laughs) I mean, don't you tempt me, uh, Chad. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to the half an hour room uh, where we talk about the Umbrella Academy. Next week, let's go. Oh man! Oh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the juxtaposition today of uh, Janelle crying about not being able to save Nicole while she's shit while Nicole is shit talking Janelle at the same time in the hammock with Kevin. That with Francis, sorry. Yeah, that was that was nice. That was good. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't until after that conversation with Francis that she then went and shit talked Janelle with Kevin. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, yeah, <laughs> what can you say? All you say is, uh, next week on her podcast, viewer mail is going to be rough. It's not going to be a fun time. I don't yeah. know if they do that segment, but oof. I, I'm stealing this from somebody on Twitter, but it's, mm. it's going to be real rough for Nicole to be able to pitch herself as some kind of uh, expert on big brother after yes. her yes. performance this season. <laughs> Yikes. See, that's why we don't play. Yes. That's why we don't go on the show, so we can shit talk yeah. from far. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was there, <laughs> this would never happen. Although this is also the argument for casting to be like, okay, never again. <laughs> never letting a podcaster in this house again. I mean, 
yeah, it's, I, her issue is not being a podcaster. It's, you know, that she's very clearly still, like, heavily traumatized from BB-21. Mm-hmm. And that is affecting her ability to just function normally and, you know, think rationally in any mm-hmm. capacity. Yeah. I mean, do you guys, like, just think it was too soon for her to oh, come back? Yeah. 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 She needed some, some time to let it breathe. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was fine, but... Yeah, yeah, David was, Yeah, David didn't last long enough to be traumatized to the level that Nicole was. Um, <laughs> like, he was certainly traumatized a little bit, but, mm. uh, and, you know, probably in, in greater bursts, uh, mm. but not for as prolonged a, a period. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely it's a, a case study in how much uh, Big Brother can really fuck you up. <laughs> I mean, these shows, they're not good for... I, I think the thing um, I would suggest to anyone who goes on this show, the first thing you do off the plane home is book a therapy appointment because you're not going to be able to parse through this stuff by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. Just, like, oh, not a natural way to treat other human beings. You're not supposed to be locked in a house with a bunch of strangers for a hundred days in like a you know pressure cooker this whole time. Like it's just not good for you. Yeah. Sucks. Sucks. Um I I really like Nicole. Um I'm very disappointed that she's not doing well at all this season and that she's more likely than not gonna be the second person out of the house, but uh yeah, I, it's it's one of those things where it's like, man, I wish she just didn't come back at all. Like, if this is the version we, we're going to get, like, it just... Yeah, I mean, that's all-star seasons for you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very true. I mean, she was one HOH away from potentially winning last season, and now she, mm-hmm. you know... Or one veto. Or she one wins veto, the final yeah. four, also... She wins the final four veto or final three HOH. She's likely the winner of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sucks. Sucks. So hopefully people will be um, nice to her on her way out when she comes back to the real yeah. world. Like I'm, I'm like, ripping her on Twitter for her game and for mm-hmm. like her like being very yeah. frustrating to watch because mm-hmm. for the last week I've had to watch her like totally shit on Janelle and Kaser while they're in mm-hmm. the other room like crying like mm-hmm. legitimately having breakdowns over the fact that they can't save her and they're yeah. like doing everything they can. It's like, it's not fun to watch, <laughs> but no, of course you know, we shouldn't, you know, you know I, I hope that she doesn't get on social media immediately. <laughs> and it's like, you know, take some time to herself or her family. Yeah, maybe, maybe delete that Twitter app for a little while. <laughs> Let some other people mess up some she, more. She has a ton of content. I assume still in the, mm-hmm. you know, in the can, right? I assume yeah. she filmed a bunch of content for the whole season. So mm. just like, you know, take the rest of the season off of social media, let the content naturally come out. It's already been made. And, you know, watch watch the show from the privacy of your home uh, yeah. without interacting with the fans. I mean, it's going to be rough for her to come home and, like, see that she was just really wrong about Janelle, you know? Yeah. That's going to suck. I'm sure she's going to beat herself up about that. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. What can you do, right, guys? Big Brother, it's a tough game. Yep. So I guess 
playing it out. Nicole leaves. David stays. Is is the target a little bit off David now that there's not like a season 21 pair in the house? Or do you think he's still like one of the top targets for that giant uh, no-name alliance? No, I think at this point that the target is Janelle and Kaser. Uh, even potentially Day and Bay, depending on mm-hmm. how things shake out. But probably, almost certainly, going to be Janelle and Kaser. Um, uh, if one of that big alliance wins next week. Um, I think David should be okay. Uh, and I don't think it was really too much of a Big Brother 21 thing, more so mm. like these two people are just like so socially isolated uh, that it's not going to make... It, it, these are the two people that if I nominate them, the, the fewest number of people would be upset. Again, in theory. <laughs> I won't piss off the house at all, except through my own yeah. actions. Right. Um, oh, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's going to be really, like, we kind of thought coming into this week that the HOH would matter a lot. Um, mm. And it sort of did, because I don't think if Memphis was HOH, like we kind of insinuated, I don't think that this alliance would have really gone anywhere or mattered. Yeah. Uh, I think that be, the, it only matters right now because Memphis is the HOH. Hmm. Um, and the rest of them outside of Memphis are still relatively close. And I think that Christmas really kind of caught a break there with being brought in. And now she's become very close to people like Nicole hmm. Franzel uh, because of that. <clears throat> While still maintaining some level of trust with people like Janelle and Kaser for now. Hmm. Um yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, again, yeah, the other thing that I think that is worth mentioning at this point is kind of the the other things that have caused this alliance to start to crumble besides Memphis's actions. Um, and I guess we can probably start with uh, what I referenced earlier with what Danny is going to do with the information that Nicole Anthony gave her, which is that you know uh, Janelle uh, starting to distrust her and mm-hmm. that there's kind of a, a movement for them to be approaching Day and Bay. Um, and when Danny then comes, gets the information from Cody, that was from Memphis, that was from Janelle, mm-hmm. that, that Kaser and Janelle are going to be targeting the four people uh, in that alliance, which includes Danny. Uh, so Danny comes with, up with this bright scheme that everyone in her alliance except for her tells her is a bad idea uh, to approach Janelle about the four of those people, Janelle, or uh, Danny, Franzel, Cody, and Tyler, mm. forming an alliance with Janelle and Kaser. Mm-hmm. Um, so, obviously, the intent of this is to try and protect the four of them if Janelle and Kaser win HOH next week. Mm-hmm. And that's immediately clear to Janelle uh, the second <laughs> that Danny does it. Right. Um, and only is going to serve to cause an enormous amount of drama uh, mm. and strife within Danny's alliance, where they all told her, do not do this, it's a bad idea, and she went and did it anyways. So now a lot of people are distrustful of Danny. They think that she's kind of out for herself and that she's like kind of a loose cannon. Mm. So that's, that's Danny's primary mistake this week. Uh, well, what, do you guys, what do you guys think of uh, Danny's plan? I just don't understand why she felt the need to, if she felt like she was potentially in trouble by association, I feel like she could have and should have been able to make a deal with Janelle. Like, I win HOH, I won't nominate you. You win HOH, you don't nominate 
specifically me. Mm-hmm. But bringing everyone else into it is where she really went wrong, in my opinion. I don't know. What do you think, Chad? No, I agree. I mean, she wasn't even in, you know, their lens at all. Like, mm. you know, Janelle and Kayser are going more towards, like you said, Cody and Franzel, probably Memphis now. But so, I mean, I, I feel like it's just her doing too much. I feel like she should have just rode this week out. Um, she'd still be in an excellent position. Mm. But her just doing that and acting, you know, not only does it show her alliance like, uh-oh, like, we can't trust her, which is the ultimately, like, the worst thing you can do week two. Um, right. It also showed, you know, Janelle Kayser some of their own cards, so it's like, mm. you, sh- you would have been better off doing nothing, honestly. She mm. slept this whole week, her game would have been better. Right. What about um the Tyler and Davon and Danny, like, kerfuffle? Yeah, this is the next big point where Danny kind of dropped the ball here. Primarily, Davon dropped the ball here, but it was uh, it. Nope, don't want to hear that. It was it lent <laughs> it itself to a situation where Tyler and Danny are just going to distrust each other even more. Particularly, mm-hmm. Tyler distrusting Danny. So <clears throat> basically, they like the, this four group that has been kind of sussed out. Is, has gotten around to basically everybody in the house at this point. Hmm. Um, and so Dave Vaughn uh, is kind of seeing her position and Bailey's position to an extent in the house. And she wants to form a, kind of a new separate group, uh, which ends up being called the Sneaky Seven. Um, okay. And uh, this is uh, Cody Enzo... Tyler, Christmas, Devon, Bailey, David. Okay. Do I, uh, I say Danny? Hold on. Tyler. Oh, Tyler, Cody, Enzo, Danny, mm. and then Devon, Bailey, David. Bailey. Okay. Sorry, yeah, no yeah. Christmas. Not good. Sorry, Christmas. Um, <laughs> but the issue is that. Uh, a number of people at this point have started to distrust Danny because of what we had just mentioned, uh, mm. among other things. She's very much uh, gamey, and a lot of people are very much noticing that. Cody, in particular, is somebody who started to notice that. Tyler has started to notice that Danny could be a potential problem down the road. Mm. Um, and so there's a lot of discussion about this alliance that Davon is trying to pitch uh, as to whether Danny should be involved or not, or whether mm. it should just be. Cody, Tyler, uh, Enzo, Devon, Bailey, David, and just mm-hmm. leave it at six. Uh, right. And so after this conversation happened, Devon then went to Danny uh, with the intent of trying to test the closeness of Tyler and Danny to see whether this information would circulate mm-hmm. uh, and told Danny that Tyler had come to her to pitch this alliance and that Tyler was a specific person who was saying that he didn't want Danny involved in the alliance. Okay. Um, and so then Danny approaches Tyler. She says, okay, Dave Vaughn came to me and told me this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tyler is like, no, it's a, a total lie. I didn't say that. Um, and I, I think at this point, she's probably just trying to, to see if you're going to come and tell me uh, to mm-hmm. see how, uh, how much she can trust you with information, uh, which is spot on. <laughs> which is not a lot, as it <clears throat> turns out. Um, 
But it, it's obviously going to still cause tension between the two of them because, mm. you know, Danny still has to believe Tyler this is the case. Mm. Tyler has to believe that Danny believes that he is telling the truth or that he is right. at least not like 100% being uh, distruthful with her because he did, he was one of several people who uh, did put forward uh, skepticism about Danny being included. But he wasn't mm. the primary voice or the only voice. Right. Um, and then this all would get all would then get back to Davon <laughs> and blow up even further and just retells after retells after retells and just more walls are being put up among the members of these this alliance, particularly these three. Hmm. So when are we gonna get a blow up? Is that gonna happen or it could. It's yeah. it's like we're like eighty percent there. We just need some more pushing the ingredients we just need something yeah to... we need a Kaser or janelle hoh even potentially mm. at this point a bailey or davon hoh might mm. do it yeah <clears throat> bailey remind me on bb20 bailey was pretty good at competitions right she was fine yeah she was yeah. pretty good um just because i love david it's my boy right there not good at comps <laughs> <laughs> Acer, Acer also has shown to not be mm. super effective at comp so far. Yeah, um, it's hard for those two because they're older. And then they, I don't think she won any comps um, in her two seasons, right? Mm, I, don't sure. so. I don't think she ever won an HOH at the very least. I don't know if yeah, she won right. a Vito in BB18. Nope. Right, right. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but she mm. might have. But yeah, not not the best. Obviously, Janelle known historically for being a comp beast, but right, that was yeah. you know fifteen years ago at this point. Um, yeah. Our worst yeah. fears have seemed to uh, yeah. come to pass. Yeah. <laughs> so Bailey, please pull this out for the for the team, for Team Good TV. Yeah, um, but I mean, there is still a chance that uh, you know, again, like Chad mentioned, Ian could win. Like there's still there's still others that could be interesting. Yeah, interesting. Although I do fear that if Ian won, that Franzel would just control his HOH. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Dave. I, I mean, you mentioned David, but yeah, David's not hasn't been the greatest. But yeah. um, coming last, Kevin. right? Yeah. Yeah, Kevin. Ugh, Kevin would probably put up Case for Chanel. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man. Yeah. Don't even want to think about that potential feature just mm-hmm. to grab that one away um yeah i think uh you pointed out that uh david big ups um these two competitions first time he hasn't come in last in his bb career so mm-hmm. you know this is progress uh we're somewhere you know yeah we're getting somewhere he's 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 slowly moving up the ranks maybe it'll be his time I really liked the second HOH being the true or false, just because that I feel like that's pretty like a pretty even playing field for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, I like competitions like that, or even like uh, the complete crapshoot competitions. You know, early that's onwards. What, that's like, what we need for week three. Yeah, where it's just like anyone could be the winner of this. That's mm-hmm. those are those are peak early Big Brother comps for me. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we need like a, the ski ball one or mm-hmm. like the peg thing. Yep. Um, anything yeah. like that, just to give, you know, someone like Kevin or Kesar. Not, not Kevin. Not Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just anyone. Mm. I mean, I would love to see an Ian 
week yeah. three HOH. What's your guys' like ideal HOH for week three? Janelle. Yeah, I was going to say Janelle. Yeah, me too. Because <laughs> one, already these other players are so freaked out by her. Oh, yeah. If she was in power, the house would implode. Yeah, that is <laughs> Janelle winning HOH is the easiest way for this alliance to collapse, in my opinion, mm-hmm. with Kaser being a close second, obviously. I think that mm-hmm. either of them, but Janelle being empowered to add that extra uh, piece of like Nicole Franzel in particular, having what would likely be some kind of breakdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Full on mental breakdown in that. She's, she's already to this point been very paranoid, uh, like very very openly paranoid to the point where her alliance members have to continually call her out on it and say, stop being paranoid. Stop being paranoid that you're going to get backward by Memphis this week. There's no fucking way that's going to happen. <laughs> oh, man. The more, yeah. the more likely it becomes. Yeah. So what I about mean, you? Who, who do you want? That telephone alliance as well as probably the commission. I think that mm. ruins it if Janelle wins and puts yeah. Cody and Franzel up. See you later to that thing. I mean, that's what we hope for. I don't want these big alliances anymore, man. I I love Big Brother when it's like either many alliances operating for their own means or at the very least two sides of the house mm-hmm. taking shots at one another. Yeah. This big alliance thing is getting old. <laughs> getting really old. Yeah. Oh, I mean, man. hopefully at the very least the second half of the season could be interesting after mm-hmm. like week three, four, five, when all these outsiders are picked off. It would be real nice if we could get it just to crumble week three, and we could get some more interesting gameplay. Yeah, no doubt. Alright, is there anything else we want to touch on before we get on out of here for this um, episode? We covered most of the important pieces of uh, information that have come out this week. Uh, you know, it's looking like Nicole is probably unsalvageable at this point. To the fact uh, to the point where she's like again even still going around trashing Janelle and Kaser when they're mm. the only people outside of I guess Kevin sort of uh, who are fighting for her to stay. Right. Um, and then you know right before we came on for the podcast, she was having a conversation with Kevin. Janelle comes in, lays out to her exactly where the votes are lying, and then mm. she leaves the room. And Nicole's like, okay, well I still think that Janelle and Kaser are working against me. I think in this particular instance, they might prefer me to stay over David. It's mm. like, okay, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how we're getting to this rationale, but mm. yeah. So I, I think at this point, it's just going to be a, like three painful days where we're just going to see like the slow motion car crash that is Nicole Anthony's game, and yep. hopefully we we'll get a mix up Thursday night with the new HOH. Mm. All right. Well, Chad, where can they find you online? So it's at ChadPerry25 on Twitter and at ChadleyJP on Instagram. Follow awesome. me, ben. please. Please follow him. Ben, how about you? You can follow me uh, at Ben Sharon. Sharon with two R's at uh, all social media for the most part, the ones that matter. Awesome. Follow me on Twitter at the fake BMR, this BMARR. So also two R's, uh, even though that's not my name. <laughs> But it is for for this uh, channel. As far as any of you people know, it's my name. Um, you can follow the channel on Twitter at WG Everything, on Instagram at Wicked Get Everything, on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Wicked Everything, and uh, on TikTok, which is still around. 
uh, search we could get everything we will see you next week to to, to uh, you know add a little bit of I don't know how to put this this is like a midweek like update speculation type thing let um, us know if you like this format if you prefer us talking after the evictions let us know about that too um, because we're still trying to figure it out here at the have not room yeah. but uh, if you'd like it Tell your friends, enemies, everybody to check us out and we'll see you 